Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. The season seven divas are down to a top four and things are getting spicy. Uh, oh, not designers. icy. Okay. It's time to learn choreography, dance, and act in a music video. Skit cat. Yes, and unearth some deep-seated trauma over a Tic Tac lunch with Mama Roo. Juicing. <laughs> Plus, it's the best drag on the runway. Yes, this isn't shade, but can I ask you, did you yeah. run out of clothes? How dare you? You don't get what I'm doing with these slacks. We're going to pick up the slack. Uh, this oh, top she gets four it. gets cut down to a top three, and we are almost done with season seven. Yes, but this is our last classique episode for a while. Classique. As like classique. <laughs> classique. Because AS7 is about to start. <laughs> we will finish up with Violet Pearl and Ginger in 2024. <laughs> Yes. New race chaser coming at you right now. Right now? Pearl Smash. M. Oh. M. Mom! Race chaser. Hello. Hello, and welcome back to Race Chaser Classic. Like in Greece, when the when and then and then she slaps her hand away. Uh, this is a podcast dedicated to the discussion, dissection, and dissemination of every single episode of RuPaul's, RuPaul's Drag, Drag Race, starting from the very beginning. This is the beginning! Oh, you better hit the notes. Um, uh, My name is Alaska. What's yours? Hello, I'm Willem. Oh, fuck. No one has ever sang and danced like Willem on this podcast. No one has oh, ever done that. Um, ginger minging about. Can we play some, just some, some sentimental piano music? And we just want to have a little, we want to have a little uh, conversation. Just, uh, I, I just want to start by saying, say what you want. But I saw zero beauty at this year's drag con. What happened to the glamour? Hmm. You know, it's weird because we were in a bubble this weekend in drag con where we were the most famous people in the room. And then we go out of the convention center and we're back in the real world. And like the convention was so great and such a high and I didn't check my phone all weekend really. And then I, I checked Twitter Monday morning. There was another fucking shooting. Oh yeah. It's like, we're in such a bubble. And then you come out of it and you're like, what a great day. Let me finally go on the internet. Don't do it. 
America yeah. fucking sucks. Really, really fucked up. Another and and the video. This is this is probably. I mean, the videos of the watching the man who was jogging get gunned down. That was pretty horrible and like makes you like close your eyes and take some deep breaths. But the video where a gunman apologizes at pointing a gun at a white person who's on the floor, the gunman says sorry and then moves on to killing more black people in a store. Like, let's just get rid of the guns. Come on, get rid of them. Everybody. Seriously. Shit. Like that was that was my cold hard back to Monday reality after DragCon. Mm-hmm. How was your DragCon? It was a con. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to talk was. about it. We're going to talk about it a little bit live from the convention floor on which comes out on Friday. We just wanted to dip into Gia Gun because she's the poet laureate of drag and she keeps on giving. But we are currently we on season 7 of Drag oh, Race. Yes. Uh, so why don't you tell us what happened last week? We're getting down to the end of the season. Girl, we're squeezing the last little meat out of the sausage. Yeah. Um, after shoving the fists inside some puppets and making fun of one another, the queens teamed up with Hello Kitty to create new best friends and a kitty couture look for the runway. Violet Slade, of course, fashion-forward girl that she is, and Kennedy and Kennedy, Kennedy and Gaja landed in the bottom two. And because even though she is a catsuit queen, Kennedy can't make a catsuit. And after... They did roar. Katy Perry, she roared. And Katya and her 1960s Russian stunt woman look were sent packing. And season seven officially has a final bore. That's right. And the dolls walk back into the workroom and we get Katya's mirror message. If you need me, you know where to find me. Mm-hmm. In the dumpster out back. XOXO Katya, a.k.a. the Brooke Hogan of drag, a.k.a. Diarrhea Pearlman. Girl, the, you know how you get sick after DragCon? We call that drag conorrhea. <laughs> After talking to thousands of people, that cough you get come Tuesday, Wednesday. Oh, yeah. Drag yeah, conorrhea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, yes. So. Um, Connor, conorrhea. <laughs> Kennedy says, let's get it out of the way. Girl, congratulations, Miss Violet. Next. Next. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh. Oh, <laughs> my God. Oh. Next. Next. <laughs> uh, the Ginger- girls. Ginger all of a sudden takes to defending her um, abilities. She says, no one has ever been able to sing like me or act like me. This is not a sewing competition. I don't think it was really as heated as they make it. They put this epic action music behind their conversation and just to try to make it seem like they're having a heated discussion. But I think... Wait, they edit this program? Oh, yes. I believe there is light editing. Mm. Um, A couple of cuts. A couple of cuts in the footage. Seamless, uh, seamless work, guys. They do it with an actual, you know, scissors, uh, and they actually tape together the film, uh, oh. but just a few. Um, but I think they're just having a, you know, a postmortem about what it means to have a fucking a sewing challenge or a design challenge, and how sure. that's not the only thing of importance. Um, the next day, the dolls are traipsing into the workroom. Uh, and everyone's gone. It's down to, down to a fierce four. Yeah, and at this point, it's time to switch it up a little. Michelle comes into the room. She jiggles yes. those jangles at everybody. I love her outfit. She's wearing a jacket that is featuring a painting of a blood clot. <laughs> I love Devin Green. I do too. She's fucking hilarious. So, so Mich- God, you can tell about Michelle. 
Well, uh, we get the maxi challenge assignment, and the queens will be starring in the official music video parody or video parody. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't think it's a parody. They'll be starring in the official music video for "Born Naked," mm -hmm. and they'll be dancing with choreographer Candace Kane and Legends. acting with director Matthew Anderson. Icon. This is a star-studded moment, and of course, Michelle comes into the workroom at this time because. RuPaul is getting up into gig. She's in Dragoonza on this day, right? Yeah. Or am I on? Yeah, because if they have to film scenes oh. with her, it's usually right. Just, yeah. They but have she does boy drag. Mm -hmm. They have Tic Tac. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's also announced that even though all the queens are filming the video for the Born Naked, who's ever in the final three will only remain in it. And the fourth girl that's, that's not in it will be edited out. I find, I find this unnecessary. Why? There's no finesse in that. Why do they got to say that? Oh, and by the way, uh, losers on the floor. It's tacky. It do is. You, do you think because Darian was included in the season six video, people were like, why? She wasn't top three. Nobody saw that. <laughs> Nobody checking. That's an iconic music video. That's one of her best ones. Courtney's frenetic handwork. Lick wow. the flame. Lick that flame. Mm -hmm. uh, everybody lick the flame. <laughs> that so, is brutal. That's insult to injury. But you know what? All of all of the bad taste in our mouth is washed away by Candace Kane floating on air into mm. the room. Oh. Would you call this a pink or a hibiscus jumpsuit? Oh, it's hibiscus. I can smell it through the screen. Oh, the, the statement belt? Oh, yes. The statement says... Fuck yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and she teaches the court. They push the tables to the side, like on the Golden Girls, and they push the table out of the way for dance rehearsal. Mm -hmm. um, and Ginger's like, ka 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 picks it up right away. Hmm. Crazy, huh? Yes. <laughs> wow. All that. And then Candace and Violet have this exchange. Candace is like, you know, it's it. Think more like 1980s kind of feeling. Violet's like, I was born in '92. I mean, I'm not aware of anything before the year in which I was born. That's <laughs> not. She, yeah, it, like, like if someone said '60s, you'd know how to shake your head. '60s, like <laughs> do the jerk. I, I was born in '85, so I don't. I don't get that reference. Mm -hmm. Um, Eve, it not. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Ooh, uh, these Tic Tac lunches with Rue. Rue blends a Tic Tac in the water for her liquid lunch. She's juicing. Mm -hmm. She was juicing it this weekend. She was loving RuPaul it. RuPaul looks great. This is Matthew's work at its finest. Mm -hmm. I mean, she's giving, it's kind of like uh, Joan Crawford, kind of Mildred Pierce, kind of shoulder padded and sort of classic hair. Yeah, it's gorgeous. It's not very gilded, but it's perfection. But is it giving gilded glamour? Is it giving gilded glamour? Say what you want, but at the Met Gala this year, I saw zero gilded glamour. Where was the true beauties? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, oh. sweets. I do not need to stand in a barn stall and make <laughs> pennies on the dollar. <laughs> Wait, did one of the girls say that back? Gina, no, Gina said, said it. That. She said, sorry, sweets. I'm an icon. <laughs> I love well, her. We had a couch. You don't have to stand. Yeah. I'm an icon, sweets. 
No need to stand in a barn stall waiting to get the life sucked out of me for pennies. I've learned conserving your energy is far more valuable than fame or any dollar amount. I give credit to all the queens who are visible this weekend. (laughs) Enough said. Is that a read? Do we have that on the soundboard? Was it enough said? Because Mariah decided to chime in after. Oh, no. I had to swallow. I had to prepare myself. When a beta bitch that can't put her lashes on correctly <laughs> has the nerve to say there was no beauty or glamour at RuPaul's DragCon this year, you just got to look at the source, laugh, and take it with a grain of salt. Everybody say, everybody say, Kylie Sonique love. <laughs> Mariah forgot the Kylie Sonique, so I had to add it in. Hashtag RuPaul's Drag Race. Mariah and really let have. 1,683 people, according to podcast time right now, have agreed with Mariah. Eleven hundred have agreed with a Gia though too. So she it takes is, all types. She is an iconic troll. Is that a read? Um, is that a read? <laughs> Was that a read? There are some reads in the workroom because Can I hear it Violet. again. I didn't hear it. Was that a read? I gotta. <laughs> Was that a read? <laughs> in the workroom, um, the girls are talking what? about choreo. And Ginger's very producer savvy. She says, you were having trouble with choreo. You were clocked on. You're acting in the past. Are you worried? And Violet just says, she's going to work it out. And Ginger says, get over yourself. Mama. Like, is is Ginger going into competition mode? Like, is she becoming the Roxy? Do all girls from Orlando suddenly get really competitive? I think she's like, I think she's just real. I don't know. Because she is being very agitational with everybody mm-hmm. and i wonder if maybe she was really buddy buddy with the producers like because you bond with your you bond with your story producer throughout the season so maybe they were like we really need you to like we need you to ask these girls about some of this stuff maybe. oh i'm sure she was more than willing to do anything she's like oh yeah let me i'll frame it however should because i get on my that's head what you do when you're there uh no okay Sometimes well, you do. That's not what you do. You book I a definitely musical. did not take their their suggestions on things to talk about. I created my own. The whole nurse moment, reading them, that was mine. I'm not going to like give people. I I just didn't like being used when they said, "Why don't you go over there and talk to her about blah blah blah?" They tried to make me talk to Fifi when we were supposed to be doing our makeup one time. I'm like, no, I'm not talking to her about why she doesn't like me or why she's annoyed by me that day while I'm doing my makeup. Like that's stupid. Go sit down, Mish. Go to Crafty. I'm shocked they sent you home. (laughs) Fuck off. (laughs) Fuck off, winner's walk. I walk at the end with the winners. (laughs) Sorry, I go later. I go later. Why don't you go with your group? Why don't you go? Oh, you're in single digits. Yeah, you should get going. (laughs) (laughs) That was the funnest part of DragCon was the winner's walk. Because everywhere... Because... Every single drag queen walks, and no, we had four from season four. There were only four there, but every single drag queen who's at the convention that morning. Oh, yes. Now that I know what you mean, every single drag queen that was at the convention from RuPaul's Drag Race. Let's be specific. So everywhere you turn, you're just seeing like, oh my god, you're from you're from Drag Race Canada, and and you're from fucking Drag Race France, and it's it was. 
that was really wild. I felt like I was dead. And I, my last minute of brain activity was just every drag queen I've ever thought of is just suddenly there. And why don't we take a break uh, and we'll be right back. Well, let's was take that a break a read? on that one. <laughs> was that a read? <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is an all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time all in one place all on your terms. We all know everything is online these days and it's important to stand out. Good web design will engage your audience. You know it's true. Right, and the business needs a website to feel real. And that's why Squarespace is so important. The good people at Drag Queen of the Year use it with great success. It's true, we did. We said we need a website and we need it fast. And guess what? Squarespace is fast and it looks really good. You don't have to know code or anything. Yeah, Squarespace has Fluid Engine, a next generation website design system. It's never been easier. Start with a best in class website template and customize every design detail with reimagined drag and drop technology for desktop or mobile. Plus, you can easily sell your products on an online store. Whether you sell physical, digital, or service products, Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. And the analytics are detailed and very helpful. Learn where your site visits are coming from and analyze which channels are most effective. You can even build a marketing strategy based on your top keywords or most popular products and content. They've got it all. So check out squarespace.com slash drag for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code DRAG, drag. to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash drag. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Kennedy is the very first Tic Tac lunch, and um, it gets emotional, as Tic Tac lunches usually do. She <laughs> talks about her dad passing away and all, then, then becoming the primary caregiver for her sister, who has developmental issues. Um, and RuPaul says she's very proud of Kennedy. Um, and then they they pump this, uh, this catchphrase once more, IJS, I'm just saying, IJS. Mm -hmm. Uh, this is one that I say to myself all all the time in my own mind. After oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. I yes, I'm just saying. I yes, I like that they're cutting back and forth from the workroom to the Tic Tac lunches. Yeah, kind of like an upstairs downstairs comedy. Um, back in the workroom. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Ginger's Tic Tac lunch has this wonderful moment where um she's you know processing her childhood drama about her dad um yeah. not being 
like in her life as much as she is with her mom. And then back in the workroom, what should we wear? <laughs> what should we wear? Fashion, trauma, fashion, trauma. Girl, it's the final four. They're getting down to it. But this is the big, the the uh, big hair gate because Pearl is like, I don't know what Ginger and Kennedy are going to wear on the runway. All I know is that they're wearing huge, big pageant girl hair. And they are. They're both going. F- it's 47 ponytails, you know. 47 bundles. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's. There's uh, not a lick of color spray left west of Riverside. <laughs> it's a very old school versus new school moment. And we appreciate it because it, it takes all types for a drag show. Yes, of course. Uh, now, back to the Tic Tac lunch. <laughs> Violet says she always imagined she would be the winner after she got cast. And that's good. If you're if I mean, RuPaul says it's even great, but she says it sounds lonely. I love her saying that you sound lonely as a 20. 20- 21-year-old up-and-comer, amazingly talented child in my industry. Let me find something to pick. You sound lonely. Does your success lonely? And then she's like, well, we are solidifying your story as someone who's shady. So you won the shadiest queen several episodes ago. Did that hurt your feelings, though? Violet is smooth. Like, I got to give her credit for a 21-year-old. She's unflappable in the face of the Sphinx. Um, totally. And, uh, and RuPaul says a lot of people will will live their whole lives and never really have confidence like that. So, you know, enjoy that. Is that a read? So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we get Pearl's Tic Tac. And she says, did you really think you'd make it this far, Pearl? And she says, no. Um... Uh, I found this interview with Pearl a little awkward because this is literally, I mean, RuPaul's putting on her poker face because she literally wanted to, like, send Pearl the fuck home unceremoniously because of their little altercation. Do I have something on my face moment? Do I have a dragonfly on my face? And apparently it seems that Pearl... dragonfly! The intel that RuPaul shares... While filming after this, it makes it seem that Pearl, we we weren't privy to everything that Pearl did. She left the soundstage for a while and was packing and was like, I'm done. I'm leaving for a few hours. And that was a consensus. Consistious. And then RuPaul's bringing like, did you think you'd make it this far up? Like, you never want to hear that before you're going in for um, a semifinal. You think you're going to make it this far? Yeah. I mean, after your pageant, I went up straight to Maureen San Diego and I was like, did you have fun? So we get onto the set of RuPaul's music video for Born Naked. Um, And, you know, the style prompt is wear a little black dress. LBD. Honey, you're all out of clothes. Do you have a little black dress? Mm -hmm. Do you got a little little panty girdle? Put on a good belt. Uh huh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, black pump. Perfect. Yeah. Um, do you think <coughs> dying cough, cough up that uh drag conorrhea? Um, this Candace Kane is on set. You show up for set, it's a green screen. You got mm-hmm. Candace in that amazing hair, 
Gorgeous. And then she says, I need $100,000 worth of choreography. <laughs> She's so good at this. She's amazing. And my favorite part, my favorite catchphrase of hers is, Hit it! Hit it! <laughs> we were doing that incessantly on season five when she, after she coached us for choreography. Because <laughs> she would be like, Hit it! <laughs> Roxy, Roxy and Detox said I would just do it constantly. <laughs> <laughs> I just came from Detox's uh, phosphorescence launch. Fluorescence? Oh, f- fluorescence. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, I tried yeah. it. Good stuff. Good uh, shit, dude. So if you ginger- snort it, it really works better. No, oh, I bumped kidding. mine. Yeah. I'm just um, <laughs> try shooting it, girl. Oh, my God. Uh, okay, so this moment with Ginger I and her hair falling off. I call it. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I met Diabetica. Our, I met me Diabetica. Too. She's fucking 20 feet tall. I love her. She's iconic. It uh, was great. I had to get a different key card for the elevator to reach up to where she actually has her head. Yeah, she's absolutely. so tall. But she was amazing. I met uh, Maddie oh. during Queen's Walk. I came face to face with Maddie Morphosis. I asked if she did drag too. I'm just kidding. She second. looked great. Wait she a second. Wait a second. Colonel Sandress. What was Maddie wearing? At Queen Walk, she was wearing the Colonel Sanders outfit. And the mustache was great. The drag was great. The makeup was great. I take everything I, I, I said back. I walked past her like 20 times and I didn't know, I didn't recognize her. So I didn't say hi. I didn't know who she was. I was like, she's probably from a season I haven't seen. You probably didn't say hi to poor fucking Beth either from Canada. Remember Beth? Yes, oh, I of course did. you don't. She said, Beth, she said, I am Beth. We had a whole very nice <laughs> conversation. I am Beth. We had a very nice conversation. Oh my God, Maddie Morphosis. I'm That's so That's okay because sorry. I went up to. I just I made went the up connection. To... Of course she was the fucking Colonel Sanders queen. God damn it. And I went up to Beth and said, are you Eve 6000? <laughs> You're such a dick. <laughs> and then she said, uh. And I was like, it's just that you've had such a glow up, Beth, that I thought you were as, you were Eve now because Eve's makeup beat, you know. Sitting. Um, oh, gosh. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, Ginger's okay. Ginger's so hair. The, her- I think this was a plant. Ginger did it just to have something to do because she didn't want to do sexy. So she's like, let me do funny. My hair fell off. I'm going to fling it. Look at my vulnerability. What do you think? Well, you think it was staged? Ginger's fall had gone ahead and fell uh, <laughs> out of her head. I don't know if it was a mistake, but the way she recovered, I mean, they edited it like she fucking fell on her face and like shit herself. They were like, it's like slowed it down. And it was like, <gasps> Candace, they cut to Candace going, I hope oh. that match. I hope, well, I hope that matches the other ones. I hope it like matches the, the other takes. Uh, uh, I don't know about this. But, but Ginger played it off really well and made a thing of it and like twirled it and like owned it and flung it. The, if that happened on a set, if you didn't do that, then it would be like, I don't know, a little bit of an issue. But she like cleared it from the frame. She did her job. I have a question. Do you think if we did iconic dancers from Drag Race Girls as charades or bonus, would Pearl Smash be the most easily identifiable? Uh, def- it's definitely up there with Pearl punching Smash, the ghost. punching the ghost, and they really um, had to do the a RuPaul a Dragon DJ move. Yeah, they really had to do a three-way split screen of Pearl doing the Pearl Smash. She does an arm thing that is her signature energetic move. Uh, <laughs> energy check, Pearl attitude check. Fuck 
you, bitch. <laughs> um, Kennedy, uh, Kennedy does have something to say about Pearl's um, abilities. She says Pearl says a Pearl has a very limited repertoire of moment. Oh, movement. Sorry. God damn it. So you well. had me out here trying to figure out what that meant like I was the dumb one. No, I apologize. Pearl um, has a le- limited... Let me sound it out. Repertoire of movement. Movement. Limited repertoire of limited movement. Repertoire. How was that? That seemed like a limited repertoire of movement. L-R-M. <laughs> L-R-M. <laughs> and then Pearl's... Week- L-R-O-M. L-R-O-M. L-R-O-M should be Hubbard. <laughs> oh, my God. Then Pearl's wig starts sliding backwards. Candace oh, is God. like, Kennedy's never I think seen we that. We can see your boy hair a little bit. It's Girl. very glass cocky in this moment. You just know that <laughs> Kennedy and Ginger and Candace all just shared eyes, cut eyes at each other, like, oh, she don't know how to pin. She didn't need to pin. Oh, now we gotta wait. Cause she don't know how to pin. She didn't pin her hair right. Listen, it's hard to rock that sort of slicked back and then a very heavy ponytail on the back. You really have to do a lot of anchoring for a, a piece like that. And um, they get they let well, her go honestly, into the workroom I, I, and fix it. I understand what you're saying. I don't think I, – I, I think you should do whatever you want. I will personally be not making excuses for Pearl's wig. You need to learn the basics. You need to learn how to pin a wig in. She has hair. If you don't have yeah. hair – Put some goddamn tape on your head and scratch bobby pins on your skin until you deforms your scalp and put the wig in the right fucking spot. You're on TV. You're not going to have to do it every day, but it's worth giving it up. And Pearl had hair to pin to. If she did one, two, three, one, two, three, cross hatch, boom, boom, boom. All yeah. she needed to do is anchor in the right spots with the right products. It's these bedroom queens that are just like, oh, I'll just use a little got to be. And then they want to go on roller coasters and they expect their wigs to stay on. Goodbye. Pearl, you need pins, Pearl was bitch. Not a bedroom queen, though. Well, she, wasn't she before this? She she had bedroom eyes. Oh, um, I thought she didn't perform that much. I feel like Pearl was a girl on the scene, like in New York. Yeah, but I thought she was like party host girl, like Miss Fame. She was a performer too. She when Only I lived in little. Chicago, she lived in Chicago and she would perform. Mm. I remember she used to do this thing. She put incense, sticks of incense in her hair and she'd light them. She'd walk through the club. That's kind of cool. And she would just sort of like the whole place would like take over with her vibe. But it wasn't ever yeah. high energy. That's what I feel like though Pearl excels at. Pearl's a vibe. She's not a get on up. Yes. She's an essence. Yeah, like a Raja. You know how Raja is also a vibe sometimes, but Raja is also a performer. Never mind. I take that back. Very that. Oh, I thought of a, a new segment for Very That wow. called Boy Poop Thank You. Oh, wait, no. Shit, shit boy, thank you. It's like, <laughs> Instead fuck. of shit girl, please. <laughs> wait. P- piss. Poop boy, thank you. Piss boy. Poop boy, thank you. Okay. Got it. Hold on, my earphone fell out. Uh, I'll I can't let, hear if you think I'm a genius or not. I'll let Delta know. So it's boy poop. Thank you. <laughs> oh my god. 
Violet's doing some dancing and her earrings are Raja O'Hara-ing onto the floor. I Girl, mean, shake the was, Christmas tree. This was me during when I was dressed like Willow Pill and we did the video episode. This was my earrings as well. And I was just sitting there. So I can't imagine doing some high energy thrusting. Also, just sitting. Why did they learn choreography? Because they all just do solo shots and it seems like they're just doing whatever they want. They're just going like, pussy, ooh, cunt, giving. Like, where is the choreo? Now freestyle for 48 counts. Where? Do you, 48 counts. Where is the choreography? Where is the choreo? Where is it? Say what you want, but I saw zero choreography. Where is the dancing? Um, don't you have some capizios and dance skins to see about? I do not need to stand in a green screen barn stall and have my energy sucked out of me for pennies. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Candace Kane uh, gives us the moment after Violet's earring falls off because an earring has never fallen off during a drag show ever. It, well, so it's when never this happens, happened. this is real. Uh, I mean, it's cataclysmic. It's weird. Everything uh, comes Candace to a halt. says, just try to give us a take that we can use. <laughs> Which I feel like is the precursor to, no, show me something else. Is that a read? (laughs) So, (laughs) if you want reads, baby, we can go to the Matthew Anderson directing portion of the program. Because we're going to take a break break. first, and then we'll get into that. Before you want to read, we're going to take a break. Well, before you want to read... Oh, so you want to be America's Next Podcast star. Oh, 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 okay, oh, okay, okay, okay. America's Next Drag Superstar is not going to tour the world telling jokes. Who said that about season six and then she won? One of the season six girls said that and then Bianca toured the world. season five. And these girls oh. were coming for Jinx. Like, people, mama, America's Next Drag Superstar is not going to be some person just on stage telling jokes. Oh, that uh. was, it was Alyssa, I think. Okay, 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 uh, 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 okay, okay, okay. That's Kennedy. Um, This acting so- scene directed by Matthew Anderson, they're all sitting at a table. It's kind of like that Eddie Murphy movie where he, like, plays a bunch of roles. Yeah, Norbit. But it also gives me Sanford and Son. The Nutty Professor. Okay. Uh, he plays multiple roles in Norbit, too. Mm-hmm. I saw the porno version. It was called The Nutting Professor. <laughs> what happened? Honey, you don't want to know. Was there flubber? Oh, yeah, yes, there was flubber all over the place. Oh, God. Uh, um, Lola had this... to run out with paper towels and clean up the flubber. Oh, man. I bet she liked it. <laughs> Did she put on her good shoe? Hell, yes. So Good. am I the only one who I did not remember this this acting scene? I didn't at remember all. it at all. And I don't I don't did they use it in the final video? I honestly in my heart of hearts could not tell they you did. no idea. But if they did, that's just me going, hmm, I don't know. Can't know everything. So RuPaul is acting with them in sort of old man drag at the head of the table. So did they get RuPaul? Out of drag. Or did they do the Tic Tac lunch the day before 
um, right when they walked in the workroom, and then they edited it back and forth. Maybe, yeah. Because sometimes morning of. But um, my favorite thing in this scene is when RuPaul, after Matthew says, everything sounds so correct when you have an accent. And the thing that yes. everyone's been saying all year about Pearl this season was she's tired, wake up. And Matthew says, Pearl, you're giving me one note. Try something else. Yeah. And it's intimidating. Matthew was my friend oh, for yeah. years before he actually shot me yeah. photo photographically. And him behind the camera, he does not fuck around. He shot all the Mama. supermodels. He's keyed thousands of fashion shows. Mugler, Janet, Mama. Madonna. He's done everybody. And behind the camera, he knows what he wants. And if you're not giving it, it is nerve-wracking. Of course. One, I, I literally said at one point, I was like, did you think we get it? We got the shot after he shot my book cover. And it was like, for how long we spent getting ready, it was not that long of a shoot. He's like, well, I hope so. We've stopped shooting. <laughs> and I'm his friend, you know? Like, it was just she one of those moments that I... Yeah, and then he's like, get on the floor. We're going to throw dirt on you because that was when we did the back cover. And Work. I was like, wow, you're brutal, Matthew. Yeah. Love him. But, like, in this scene, he says that to Pearl, and then that inspires Rue to say, you know that anger you had when you were going to walk off the set? Use that for the scene. Huh. And then, lo and behold, it works. RuPaul's yeah, it works. Notes. But then in the final, in the runway, when they show it, they show the bad takes of Pearl, not the good one. Mm. I thought she. I thought she, they showed good takes of Pearl. No, they didn't. And you can go back. Good. No, nope. they didn't use that I moment. They used Violet throwing the glass and saying, "I fucking hate you" or whatever. They didn't uh, use her good anger moment. You can go back. It's too. No, totally they didn't use thought. Pearl's anger moment, but they had good moments of her. Like her as the drunk mom was funny. That was funny, and that got a laugh too. But her um, anger one, they used the bad anger take. They did not do her bad any anger. favors. It was the bad anger take, not the good it was, anger. It take. was bad anger. It was giving me bad. It anger. was bad anger. It, what it was doing was giving me hot heat. A lot. I feel the hot heat rising. Um, Violet. Uh, Violet also gets the note. Your acting is flat. It's one note. Um, oh, some some girls like it flat. They don't. They don't always pad. I don't want to read you what Gia Gunn said about that. Uh, <coughs> she, I'll read it to you right now. We might Tell have me. to cut it out. It's kind of offensive. Um, she said, Pussy wears pumps. Cross-dressers wear flats. <gasps> she said, Pussy wears pumps? <laughs> yeah. Why do we have to cut that? Yeah, that's fine. Say- I thought it was way more transphobic. I mean, she ain't wrong about okay. everything. Is she wrong about some of the things that she may have said? Absol- I don't think absolutely. That's for- <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's for me to qualify because I'm not the wrong. I'm not the word police. Well, the, exactly. The next yeah. day, the queens. I can't believe it's their last day. Uh, we have a classic rivalry going on. The, mm-hmm. the quote-unquote pretty girls. That, that's Ginger's like, they call themselves that. Uh, and then the bitter old lady brigade consisting of Ginge and Ken. Yeah, which leads to the mirror chats where the girls share all their first impressions of people, which is just like DragCon because it's just a stream of people going, when I first watched, I didn't like you. Now you're now you're okay, though. Mama, some <laughs> of the shit that I... It's... My favorite yeah. thing of the weekend was when I was standing by your booth, someone said, 
um, they asked a question about the merchant. I was like, I don't know. I don't work here. <laughs> they were like, well, oh, you're just so fabulous. Um, I figured you were involved in this whole operation. And I was like, yeah, I, I do a podcast with Alaska. And she said, oh, you do? What's your name? <laughs> I was two booths down from you on the floor and and somebody's mother. On the floor. On the floor. <laughs> podcast on the floor. <laughs> Justice for Trouble. I really want a remix. I want a rap verse on it. I, we have Ooh. to re-release that. Yeah, Remastered. I, I see it happening. 2042. Trouble. Violet thought Pearl was stoned. Um, Kennedy thinks Violet was always full of herself. And which... I have not changed my, uh, my impression because I don't think that you have changed. Hello. Goodbye. Girl. Okay. And then Ginger and Kennedy are like... Yeah, Violet's too young. This is like a job. Like you're she's not too just, young. You're not that just soft spot a in crown. her head hasn't formed. She right. can't wear a crown. You can't pin to that. You are not just getting a crown and then that's it. Which actually, that is exactly it. Until <laughs> they call is. you for winter season, you know, ten or, years or later, an, or, or, or an don't. unpaid absolute bar tour, <laughs> where the eight by tens are doused. In bar juice. Just sign it on the bar. Here, I'll get a pen from the bar. Oh, I should have brought a Sharpie. My bad. I'm from Absolute. Um, right, on the main Jeffrey stage. Jeffrey Moran, if you're listening. Oh, we've lost so many Sharpies in Jeffrey. He puts them in the darndest places. I like Jeffrey Moran. Have we met him? Have we had him on the pod yet? No, I've tried so many times. I oh, they don't get Wi-Fi at Flex, do they? Oh my god. Leave her alone. Best bathhouse in LA, by the way. Leave her alone. Okay, let's go on the main stage. Leave her alone. Let's talk about Leave her alone. Let's talk about RuPaul. He don't like us. That's rude. <laughs> Let's talk about RuPaul. RuPaul, RuPaul looks Paul. like a statuette of herself. You this know what? I see red. She does. She's doing red for filth category. Classic, stunning, Favorite. gorgeous. The, the height and angle of this hair is just that Matthew Anderson touch. I mean, it's a, li it, it's a little unusual. It's a little avant-garde, but just so soft, so beautiful. Another example of using gravity as your friend when styling hair. Yes. This was clearly done upside down by Matthew. That was his signature. Watching him work was amazing. And this is the result. You can tell. Like, how would you get that shape otherwise? So much teasing and backcombing, and it would never look like that. It would look stiff and not like, you know. It, yeah. You'd be able to tell. This is exquisite. RuPaul, every time, looking beautiful. Michelle looks great. Carson's there. Carson was lovely at DragCon. So nice and kind and friendly. He stopped by the booth. So funny. Oh, yeah. And I he saw said, him why, why do you have a, a popper's fridge? And I said, honey, this place is chock full of bottoms. Marketing. <laughs> honey, Double no, Scorpio. No, your said, product. I guessed, yeah. Very, so nice to see uh, him. Um, yeah, the runway category person. is very best drag. Yes. And some of the girls wear some drag. Okay. Ken yeah. This uh, this Kennedy rainbow dress is, I think, one of the most iconic looks from this season. I it it's very like it very makes an impact, and it's very memorable, and it's instantly recognizable as Kennedy. She looks great. She looks gorgeous. I really like this moment. She looks like a stained glass version of herself. I like it. Yes. Uh, um, Violet is in is 
exposed corset, beaded bra, tiny little top hat. She gives me Can Can Girl on her day off. Yes. Going to the bar just to see her friends. It's very pretty. And she does, you can see that this is this young Violet look. She, she would have done this totally different now. It's still great, but like it's it's it could have been a lot more. You expect a lot more from Violet at this point instead of a slack. I think it's fashion forward though. Me too. And Raja Raja did a pantsy jumpsuit and a bowler hat for her crowning. Yes. I don't mind it. It was very reminiscent of that. And it's like, this is something I can perform in. This is a silhouette that she hasn't given yet. And it's, all the details are there and she looks really, really beautiful. Yeah, I I don't mind it. I think if the pant was like a sheer pant with the same volume and like weight to it, but it was sheer and she showed a body and a panty underneath it, it could have been youthed up a little. It just feels old for me. And Violet's young. I wanted her to give me young. Yeah. Well, Ginger looks beautiful in white with fringe and rhinestones. And this is a beautiful dress. She clearly saved it for the very end. Uh, Mm -hmm. She's glowing. I love this. Beautiful, beautiful gown. Beautiful Uh, gowns. Pearl is in this flowy pink lingerie and a little satin corset and bra. Huge blonde hair. Pearl saw what the other girls were putting on and she said, oh, I'm putting on some hair. I love this. Uh, this is Me one too. of those looks that when you think of Pearl, I mean, I kind of think of like this. Like, it's a flowy kind of nightgown, kind of bedroom, a boudoir. Uh, and, the, and of course, the earring in the middle of the head is classic Pearl. And then just a really just fucking fuck all hair. Yeah, it she gives me cool. like... If the little girl from Neverending Story had, like, an older sister that tried Sun In. Sun In. I love it. I think she looks beautiful. Um, yeah. And then RuPaul Who is your the- favorite out of the looks? Pearl. Pearl, I guess. But I really like Ginger's, too, because I love Fringe and Rhinestones. Would yes. I wear any of them? Would I want... Would I be excited to wear any of those outfits? No. Probably Kennedy's dress. I could see you in. Uh, a turtleneck? Goodbye. A sequin turtleneck? You, you know, know that's that. No, goodbye. You wore an uh, Elmo suit. That was art. <laughs> it was art Thank pop. You. <laughs> um, We're going to take a break. Okay. Are we? Yeah, we know. can. I just thought so. Bye. Well, the queens are back, and they're forced to look at pictures of themselves as kids just to squeeze out a little trauma. They got most of the white stuff. Now they're getting the sack. (laughs) This made me glad that it's one of those short season seven episodes because they really just have to get to the point. It's not a belabored, like, trauma, like, expose, like, fucking cavalcade. It's just like, yes... Uh, 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 yes, I'm very sorry that for the things that you will have to go through, child. And let's move on. Yeah. Um, Kennedy has this moment where she says, you'll be respected for your gift. And I love that. That's true. 
That's, that's very nice. true. And she definitely is. She's definitely respected as one of the one of the greats in our in our community. Um Violet, they pull out a picture of her as a child, um, which is uh from just a few years ago <laughs> before this taping. <laughs> um have more patience with your parents, know how special you are, and get to a fucking ballet class. Which is funny. It's always nice to like, you can go to a place of heart and then tie it up with like something a little humorous. And Hit she it does with a great. joke. Hit she it with does a joke, it. babe. She did good in an interview. Ginger yeah. does really well too. And she has an analogy about a never ending parade of bigots. And she says the only way to survive that parade is by making yourself the grand marshal. And I, so does- I do agree with her. People would say things about me and my sexuality and my size. And I would just make a funnier joke on it. And that was easier because it gave you your power back a little bit. And even though it might have hurt a little bit, it's a way of controlling the situation and showing people that you're not going to take their shit and just be quiet. So if you were the grand marshal of a parade of bigoted assholes, would... It's Florida. What what would you wear? What would I wear? What would you wear? For a parade um, of bigoted assholes. I mean, definitely, you need a hat as a grand marshal. I feel like it's like definitely say a hat something moment. hat. Yeah, I think you could wear the Kennedy rainbow gown because that's a oh. turtleneck. <laughs> but, but wait, you wait, could wait. Cut it. You could cut it into a scooch. How about that? Can we compromise? And w- could I have a reveal under it with my uh, crystallized hooker chicken phoenix outfit? <laughs> yes, and an exposed pussy with a glowing ring pop inside of it, and three breasts. Okay, I'd love that. Okay, great. Pearl says to her a child picture, she says, I've never seen that child before in my life. Funny. Great. It's always always good. These judges' critiques, do you agree with them? Uh, I don't think Kennedy's acting was flatlining. Mama, I don't agree. I think they just reaching. wanted to send Kennedy home because they needed to keep Pearl there because Pearl was, you know, the one that everybody was like, she's sleeping. She has a problem. She's the problem. You know, she was like the antagonist of the season in the sense that you're waiting for the showdown with her and RuPaul where RuPaul says, you lost, bitch. And they couldn't do that with Kennedy. Like, what in the everlasting fuck is going on that they sent Kennedy Davenport home this episode? Exactly what I said. Pearl was more important as a storyline than Kennedy's actual talent. They should have just done the final four. Which is, they should have. They finally have adopted this, and they do it pretty much every time now. Except when it's the final five. But it was very <laughs> awkward that they sent Kennedy home on this episode. It was, like, not satisfying, because she didn't do poorly. She did great. She's a dancer, and it was a dancing challenge. I I, I mean, I agree, but... Um, Mama, Mama, I mean, this it, is garbage. It makes the final three just... Um, just Something doesn't feel white. I mean, right. Okay. Can we say that? I see his hand moving. I think he's making a note. I no. met something. Uh, the is getting a hot pocket. I met you something, something Wong. You did? How was she? She's iconic. Girl, I, 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 it, my favorite part was seeing all the divas. The divas are so great. I bought a wig off of milk. Did you get a chacharina? A serena chacha? No. Uh-uh. If you no, went to not. her booth and bought a wig, would she just be like, okay, I'll send it to you, honey, and then never <laughs> send it? <laughs> Do you have a P.O. box? <laughs> Whatever. I ran into Serena Chacho. We had a nice chat. She's lovely. How was the car? 
Oh, no. Oh, sorry. I thought you meant something else. Um, All right. Can we wrap it up? (laughs) Okay. So, Ginger's, her critique is, you're a total pro. She had a wig malfunction and went with it. So, her wig malfunction played into, like, the final. Uh, That was produced. She's a producer. Mama. I mean, give him something. She gave him something. And Carson gave her best gown of the night. She said saved her best for last. So she's obviously in the top. Yes. Um, uh, and uh, Pearl, yep. they said her characters were unique and surprising, which I agree. I think she had the most nuanced acting characterizations. Um, and her, you know, lifting the TV and doing the Pearl smash is was a hit. Um, it's good that she lifts with her knees, honestly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the these girls are now asked to to they're in the unenviable position of saying why they should win and not their competitors, which is a hard question because you can always answer why you should win, but to, you don't have to denigrate other people to tell RuPaul why you think you should win in the competition. I think we well, could have kept it a little classier, but well, they want I, these. I wish that you would condone yourself with a little more, you know. A, a little a little more class and just l- know how to condone yourself. Oh my god, Kennedy did say condone yourself. This speech She said it I like 45 times, too. I don't I don't understand this speech and I remember a meme happening around it kind of really? because it does, Oh yeah, it is very like word scramble jumble South Carolina reporter having a stroke on air. Or like a pageant question and answer. Yeah, it's very it's that it's that South Carolina girl who goes and for as example it's it's hard to get up there and you know to answer, you know, a question on the uh, it's the biggest moment really of of possibly of your drag career. So I understand how it's nerve a lot of well, nerves. I do like Violet's answer. She says she already feels like a winner, which is important cuz she saw the- her name on the check backstage. <laughs> I think that was oh, Ginger. I'm just um <laughs> Violet says she represents the past, the present, and even the future of drag. Uh, honey, I'm the future of drag. <laughs> Violet says, though, she already feels like a winner, and usually that's the kiss of death. And usually when a girl says that, she does not win. Um, I'm just saying, IJS. Um, Did Ging- Meepaw feel like a winner? Uh... <laughs> I don't know. Did she? Yes. She felt like one. Um, Ginger says she wants to split the crown with Kennedy. uh, And says Violet has the shortest temper she's ever seen. And Pearl was ready to walk away from a golden opportunity. She was running for office and this was a smear campaign. I think that um, any of these girls could be winners depending on how they edited it. Because this lip sync song that they make all the girls lip sync to is banal. It's a bit one note. (laughs) (laughs) It's gay. It really is. Matthew probably left in the middle of it. (laughs) Got, Got an espresso with a little cookie, dipped it in it, and then just left the saucer on the edge of the stage and go, oh, y'all are done? He went to go get a cocktail across the street at Bar 10. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, exactly. Uh, yeah, never it's crazy that, that your pageant happened in a dry county. Honey, <laughs> dry county Dina. That's my, that's my <laughs> Dina. I am only, from this point forward, I am only doing drag shows where no alcohol is available because that so. is the most present audience. 
Uh, Honey, I I like her. She she does dry drag. <laughs> dry drag. Do, dry do drag. either of you know the verses to the song "Born Naked"? What you looking oh, for? Born naked and the next day drag. Always looking, but you never find, never find. Never name no, never nine no. Yes. So yeah, down, she, she, down, you know where you're going. Oh, down, by where you know where you're going. Yes, I, I'm, a, I'm familiar. Yeah. I'm not off this book is, by any this means. This is not one of the Markaholic hits. This is not a kitty girl. Uh, this is, is this, this Lucian? Is, is this yeah. Lucian Ocean Black? Piane? <laughs> yeah, it's got a barefoot vibe. Wait, can we talk about the Canada girls fighting too before we leave? Since... <gasps> What there happened? was a fist fight at DragCon, apparently, at a, at a panel. Oh. Was the Canada it the Brat girls, Pack? They were not dry. Was it the Brat Pack? No, it was, I think, Kamora Amor and then Adriana, <gasps> maybe. Oh, oh, really? Someone, yeah. Oh, my God. And I the only saw, thing this. I saw was, I think, one of the girls yelling like that somebody reported her to the producers for not feeling safe around her or something. I didn't get all the stories, so that's why I'm trying to convolute it and get certain facts wrong. So you'll look up and write in and be um, interactive with us. I'm kidding. I don't know the full story, but somebody came up to my business and they're like, "Did you hear there was a fight?" It they they were it was on stage in at the panel. Someone had to come in and sort of step in between them, and the the sense of the fight. Whose job is that? It it was Baron. someone's it no. was someone's wrangler like someone's boyfriend or like personal manager oh like it wasn't stop like from stop a sh- stop you girls don't fight and <laughs> I I'm not familiar with the queens but one of the one of the Mrs. queens Garrett. yes said yes I told you I didn't feel safe around you and it was a very similar argument to what happened with the vixen. Uh, on season 10 where the vixen was like no now you're painting it like a black queen is an aggressive queen we're just having an argument and you said that you were you felt unsafe yeah. well, and it was, was like a call out about that on stage because let me tell you something about the feet Is that an audience uh, member? Yeah, the audience member was like, you Mama. cyber bully her. Maybe it was her boyfriend or something, or who knows. It's the quietest I've ever seen for T.S. Madison. She said, <laughs> she she's said, like, let it continue. In, in her ear, she's like, uh-huh, okay. She's yeah, like, okay, no, let him go. Let, let's let this All right, out. I feel like I put a rook in this hair. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. Uh, My friend Marcus sent me a video of of a uh, of a Great Dane wearing a bob wig with T. S. Madison's voiceover of "I feel like a Puerto Rican in this town." It is so funny. Thank you, Marcus. You made my day. Um, it's great. We're gonna post it on uh, Race Chaser Instagram. Um, so Kennedy is forced to lip sync to "Born Naked" along with Ginger and Pearl. Yes, and Violet. And Violet. And of and, all people to and go the home, magician was there. <laughs> um, yeah, 
it, Kennedy, she hits it. And then Ruth says, I want to hear from the fans. Are you Team Ginger, Team Violet, or Team Pearl? Now, I, I, I'm just, I'm still perplexed as to Kennedy Davenport going home. It's like these last two eliminations really no seem strange. Like, uh, and maybe it's just because we came off of a season where nobody went home ever. And I'm like, not. Nah. Like, it seems brutal to be like, let's get rid of Katya and Kennedy, r- like, right now. That It's just, it's it's wacko. Uh, but, you know, season seven, that really was a rough spot. Um, yeah. I mean, this is definitely the episode where they're, do you think they decided Violet, how long ago do you think they decided Violet had won and they needed to make it easy for her? I don't know because this e- this episode isn't even edited to like telegraph to us that Violet's the winner. It wasn't very clear that Kennedy was going to be the loser either. I thought like, they were know- setting up Kennedy as the as possibly winning the show. From girl, from watching same. This. If I was if I didn't know what had happened already, same. But I feel like this is when they finally decided. Okay, Kachi and Kennedy, they'll be great on All Stars. Let's just I give kind- this to the Violet girl. Honestly, I kind of felt like they were trying to nudge Pearl as the winner. Oh, yes. wow. I did not get that, but I understand okay. where you're going. I think that was the misdirect they might have wanted to give us by putting her in the top three. But, like, right. RuPaul was never going to put a crown on her head unless it was, um, like, the Game of Thrones season one crown for Rhaenys Targaryen. Right. She I had know. that melt drip. She had them the gold drip. Um, yeah, I got that gold drip. Speaking of the drip, I got a shot in the ass for it. So if you've had sex with me in the last six weeks, go to the doctor. Oh, dear. Is that an okay way of informing my partners, my recent partners? Hopefully they listen to the pod. I'm glad we have this platform of hundreds of thousands of listeners because that's how many people need to hear this news. Sweet bird of drag. Dot drag. Blythe spirits. Dot come gurgle. Honey, the blind spirits are up in you. <laughs> you got a case of the blind spirits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That's when Courtney fucks you in a turban. <laughs> what? <laughs> the blind spirits. Is with thee. Why don't we go ahead and check in with our sister, Ginger. Ginger, man. She's neat, petite, and ready to eat. <laughs> Patiti, goddamn it, different these type of patiti. She's got the gift. Is that a type of pasta, patiti? (laughs) Patiti. I am not a particularly ethical person, but I am fair. Um, she's coming in hot. Let's listen to some ginger Ginger Season seven was the first year that they had baby pictures of the girls whose house hadn't burned down. Um, what was that like? Were, were they ed- were they gunning for tears? Could you feel that? Were they trying to crack Violet? What was that like? Uh, I I don't think it was to crack Violet. I think it was to crack Pearl. Oh. Um, um, I, yes. I I really do, and I I don't know what Pearl's backstory is. I still don't to this day. You know, I I it's not. I don't think you should push somebody to spill their trauma if they're not ready to. Of course. Um, but it it kind of felt like that was a sweet idea 
for the girls to kind of talk to their younger selves. So that mm-hmm. m- might be just that at the surface. But it also felt like when it got to Pearl, it was um, it was a lot deeper. Right. So I don't know if there's some underlying story there that that they knew or they thought they knew that they wanted to get out. Um, but whatever she did, she wasn't talking. She wasn't saying it really. Right. Are you still close I don't know. with Violet and Pearl? Your top three? Uh, no. No group check? No. No. Um, season seven, like it wasn't a very close-knit group. Mm. Um, I, I, I love all those girls, and I like working with them. Like We always get along when we see each other and we get booked together. There's no yeah. animosity, but it, it wasn't like a, a real sisterhood. Right. Which was so different going back into All-Stars 2, where I already had a great relationship with every girl that was there. So it felt like more of a sisterhood. And then, of course, you get to All-Star 6, and I knew everybody. I spent so much time with everybody that it was a lot more fun. But season 7, and I think because all of us were pretty new and obscure when they plucked us for that season. like Right. I think a lot of us didn't know how we didn't want to share too much of ourselves too soon and be taken advantage of. Um, But I I love the girls. I just don't talk to them. You have been on Drag Race a lot. Uh, There's season (laughs) seven. We were on All Stars 2. There's All Stars 6. You also had a major role on AJ and the Queen. Uh, do you feel like RuPaul has a soft spot for you? And what's, what's your, like, what's your relationship with Ru? Um, my relationship with Ru is good. It's, you know, I mean, it's not like we call each other and chit chat. We don't go to (laughs) dinner or anything like that. But it wasn't until, um, AJ and the Queen, where we spent two weeks. It was just me, Ru, and Jane Krakowski in this house in Encino for two weeks. Oh. And during that two weeks, my grandmother went into hospice and ended up passing away. So oh. whenever Ru found out about that, Ru um, really kind of dove in and tried to keep me as distracted as possible mm-hmm. to keep me happy and all that shit. Um, so we, it, the three of us would sit in the dressing room, in Rue's dressing room, and play dirty charades for hours between <laughs> takes. Um, and, and she told me, like, she told me that she thinks I'm such a brilliant actress. She thinks that, you know, I'm very gifted. I'm very fun. And what she always told me during every critique during All-Star 6, which I don't think ever aired, was that she feels safe when I'm on stage. Mm-hmm. I still don't know exactly what that means. But she would always say, she, she would ask me, like, do you understand what I'm saying? I'm like, no, I do not understand what you're <laughs> saying. But she would always say, there's just something very comforting, very warm, and very safe when you walk on stage. You know that's going to be good, and you know that you don't have to worry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand what she means by that because you you hear the music of comedy and you know what's coming and you're always a few steps ahead. And so you are in very good hands when Ginger Midge is on stage and holding the microphone. Well, yeah, but then she'd tell me that and then turn around and go, oh, but you're just too polished. (laughs) You're too perfect. (laughs) Too polished. Go home, try again in five more years. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. So if All-Stars 17 comes calling, is it a yes? 
Yeah. I never block my own blessings. You know, Bianca, she caught me backstage at the season seven premiere. It was the first time I ever met her. And she told me, she said, I'm going to tell you something. And nobody ever listens to me. So you better fucking listen. And I said, okay, I'm listening. What is it? She said, never say no. And I said, what does that mean? She said, you'll figure it out, but never say no. So I've done that. Like, I I never turn down opportunities as long as I can make them work without harming myself or harming anybody else. I can, if I can put it into my calendar, I will do it. And I think that's why I've been so successful. Yeah, that's why you've been so successful. It's why every girl who continues to work past their season continues to go out there and get these opportunities because well, you why don't the, say no. Why the fuck does Bianca say no to the winter season there? <laughs> <laughs> She's booked and busy. <laughs> now, I didn't say I've talked to her since that conversation, so I couldn't tell you. <laughs> she says, do what I say. Do not do what I do. <laughs> <laughs> but I also feel like Bianca was very that, you know, right after her season where she won, on season six, it, it was very like, she's here doing this and then she's over here doing this and it's a totally different thing. She right. never turned down an opportunity. Right, of course. Except the free ones like dress up and then do a photo shoot with our season 10 girls. Well. She sure said no to that. <laughs> They're like, come on, we really need you. And she's like, I'm booked and you tried to get me two days before? No, make Blake dress up as a clown, make him shave. Well, that's why I was so gagged whenever the screen went up uh, and she was there Mm -hmm. for the lip sync assassin thing. Now, the first thing that went through my head was, oh, good, I'm going to win this no matter what because she's not a lip syncer. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, But it was also just, I was like, what is she doing here? Yeah. Because she's just never around, you know? She's always busy doing her own shit. Right. Oh, gosh. Did you watch Untucked this episode? Uh, I did. Well, I, I fell asleep while it was on, so technically my Un- mind absorbed it. Untucks with less than six people is never fun. Before be, For a good conversation or a good Untucked, you need two separate scenes rolling with at least three people each. Yeah. So you can have like each one talk shady about the other one with two different sets of producers guiding it. Yeah. Because those are the best untucks. When it gets down to four people, it's no fun. It gets, it was a really difficult episode to watch because clearly Kennedy and Ginger are going at this from a pageant point of view. Mm-hmm. It's the final four. This is question and answer. And they are like, I was asked to tell them why you shouldn't win. And I did that. And they also kind of teamed up together in their answer. And they were like, Kennedy's okay, but fuck these other cunts. <laughs> um, it was very that. And then Violet was like, I didn't say I ba- anything bad about anybody. So you guys are, you know. And she so says, I don't, don't want to feel, feel like, this way anymore. I don't want to feel this way anymore. <laughs> and I get that. Because Honey. when people like make general statements, they're like, well, everybody, blah, blah, blah. it's like, when? Roll the tape. I tell know. us. You can't just talk Roll out your ass. beautiful bean footage. And Pearl is pissed. Everyone thinks she's on drugs, and she's probably pissed because she doesn't have any, and they still think it. I'd, I'd be pissed, too. I know. Um, they feel like she has no personality unless she's acting like Big Ange, and she feels like yes. Ginger and Kennedy are, like, throwing her and Violet under the bus. This was one of my favorite parts. Violet was like, 
if I lived in the 50s and 60s, I would have done pageants. And then Ginger is like, girl, you need to look up Wikipedia because, girl, the pageants didn't start until 1991. You're so fucking stupid. Excuse me, there are were pageants in the 50s and 60s and if Violet was alive then I do believe that she would have been doing them sort of like the queen the documentary Brian Wright's plays literally sent me a picture of a backstage dressing room from the 30s or 40s because he has some weird old drag pictures I don't know what kind of shit he engages in but they're great and there is clearly a Violet Tchotchke doppelganger in this picture (laughs) maybe it was her yeah, we'll post it. Um, it is cra- It looks just like Violet doing a pageant in the 50s. In so, the past. We're, we're queens, not afraid to reference. We're not referenced. Time is um, circular. Yeah. I mean, everybody has an opinion. You can either take it or you don't. You said what you well, said, and you didn't liked, like it. I liked all of you girls before, and now I don't. So I just want to go home and see my friends, because well, you guys aren't my friends now. <laughs> I'm going to condone myself in any way I want. <laughs> um, now, I know how difficult this is for you listeners. What, Kennedy telling Violet she's beautiful? No. Season seven, I know that you want us to continue because we're almost to the end. We're almost to the finale. But we are going to be pausing our classic coverage. You're getting work done in Brazil or Turkey? Be- because RuPaul's Drag Race All-Star 7 All-Winners Season is beginning this Friday. And we'll be recapping it right here on Race Chaser as it airs. Wait, they filmed a winner season? Mama. Whoa. Mama. Crazy. A dragonfly. Oh my God, wait. <laughs> There this are four good. mom girls in the... Co- four mom girls! Oh, they must have kept this under lock and key. Nobody knew about this. <laughs> so wait, Raja, Shay, Jinx, and Jada are all on it? Yes. All these mom girls momming? Podcastresses are models on TV. We love to see it. Oh, that's crazy. We should talk about this more. Like, maybe, like, on our Watch With Mom, a live stream watch-along for the Mom Plus listeners. Wouldn't yes. that be fun? Every Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern, mm-hmm. we'll be having a watch party on Mom, Mom Plus, Plus. And two divas will be in the studio watching the latest epi- episode of All Stars on the live stream and commenting on the show in real time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not a recap. It's not a review. It's just a watch party. Um, and you watch at home and our moms watch in the studio and everybody has a really nice time. Mom. So mom. look look out for the link in your email for the first Watch With Mom happening this Friday, May 20th. So wait, Watch With Mom, do they have to watch it at the time? They don't have to watch it episode? right when it's time. It's going to stay up on Mom Plus. So even if you don't have, okay. the, have the ducats to join Mom Plus right now, if you can join in a month or two, you can rewatch it yeah, later okay, with gotcha. all the mom queens and just mom queens. <laughs> and it is the thing where we will be like, okay, start the episode in three, two, one and so it will sync up like that. You start the TV and computer with your hand, and then you start <laughs> the episode with your big toe. <laughs> yeah, and this is the artwork, isn't it fun? Okay, that's, that's so not Meatball's cute. chin, and that's not Meatball's <laughs> wrist. So which one of those is Meatball? Okay. <laughs> which one of those is Meatball? <laughs> I love the moon. It's very yeah. cute. Cool. It's very pretty. So um, this uh, was a fun episode of Race Chaser Classic. 
Yes, thank you we, for joining us. We want to thank you so much for joining us for Race Chaser Classic this week. The Classic this week. I'm Willem. And I'm Alaska. And we would really love for you to sign up for Mom Plus and be Mom Podcast Plus members. We want you, you can to get access. You can get access to all of our mom shows ads free and many of them a day early, plus exclusive bonus episodes, monthly video episodes of this podcast, which is called Race Chaser, and our new live stream series, Watch with Mom. Yes, mom, mom, mom. Mom. We'd love for you to write a review of this podcast and our podcast app. And uh, don't forget to subscribe. Take a moment to leave us a rating too, my love. My little love. (laughs) Kylie Sonic love. You can follow the dolls on Instagram and Twitter at Willem at the only Alaska 5000. And our race chaser account is race chaser pod. We also have a TikTok and Instagram and that's mom podcasts. That's right. And additional bonus video content of us doing challenges, little skits, plain dress up, uh, <laughs> uh, is available at patreon.com slash Willem. Fun you can stuff search over for, there. You can search for... She has fun over there. Um, you you can search... <laughs> what'd you say? You having fun, doll? I am. <laughs> Good judging. Good judging. Oh, <laughs> um, I wasn't... I was sober, too. Was that a read though, or was she? I don't just know. But she came right up to me. And she's you. like, "Good judging," and I know at I one point, I know at one point, Dory. I don't think she was being. I don't bitchy. because at the beginning of one of, of her part, I think I was still writing my notes from the last contestant a little bit because I tried to give everybody feedback, and I think she saw me. <laughs> but if she did, fuck her, and if she didn't, I don't care. Okay, let's finish this episode, please. Email us at racechaserpodcast (laughs) at gmail.com if you have anything to say or anything to show us. And we will be back next week with more discussion, Discussion. dissection, and And dissemination. (laughs) Was that Dragonfly a read? (laughs) A Dragonfly. I caught Dragonfly a Rhea. Boy poop, thank you. Race Chaser is not endorsed by World of Wonder, Viacom, or any of their subsidiaries. It is intended for an entertainment and informational purposes only. RuPaul's Drag Race and all names, pictures, audio, and video clips are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respected trademark and or copyright holders. Forever! Dog! Race Chaser with Alaskan Willem is a forever dog podcast hosted by Alaska Thunderfucking Willem. Produced by Big Dipper. Editing and sound design by Will Pitts. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Our theme song is Race Chaser by Alaska Thunderfuck.